Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text is the epistle, 2 Timothy 2. Here again the part that reads, Remember Jesus, risen from the dead. The offspring of David as preached in my gospel for which I am suffering, bound in chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we die with him, he will, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. You may be seated. Well, the frost has come, and those of you who have Harrelson apples finally can pick them with better expectations. Hopefully, the frost has done its work, and they are sweeter, more tastier than they were last week, with the squirting juice and the tart sweet flavor in your mouth. Well, I used to have Harrelson apples, but not anymore. As you know, they're susceptible to fire blight, and I tried to say ahead of it, as one branch would die, would cutting, cut it off, hoping that some apples would survive. Well, the tree is now completely destroyed. You see, the present creation itself is deteriorating and dying. But the Lord's word continues to go out so that he would preserve himself, for himself, a people, a remnant, the elect, having a harvest from all of humanity, where the creation itself will be destroyed. In Paul's second letter to Timothy, Paul is encouraging young Timothy to be faithful. He is to discharge his office as pastor. And as Paul says, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. His work and life is to be like a soldier that wants to please his commanding officer, not getting entangled, as it says in everyday life, or as our translation says, in civilian affairs. To be like an athlete competing by the rules to get a crown or a hard-working farmer that gets the first share of the crop. In other words, Paul is encouraging Timothy to be faithful in his work as if to strive for a great reward, to share and to do it by sharing in the sufferings that Paul is experiencing. You see, with people without Jesus are lost. For those of you who are involved in sports, maybe dancing or football, baseball, basketball, hockey, to name a few, you know what it takes to be good, don't you? You have to work at it. You put your body under stress, right? You go to the gym, you run, you practice, and you come home tired and exhausted. Maybe there was performance or something on Saturday, and you're tired this morning. And in the morning, after a hard practice, you're tired and stiff and have difficulty getting out of bed. Why would you do that? Because you have a goal. The team depends on you and you depend on the team. You share in each other's sufferings 
for the sake of the team. Paul is putting himself through a lot of stress. He suffers. He endures everything for the sake of the elect. He encourages Timothy to also share in these sufferings as a soldier whose aim is to please the one who has enlisted him. Well, that's all well and good, but the heart of the text is not primarily directed at the congregation or particularly to you as God's people. It's easily to apply to Timothy and speaks to pastors. They are to carry out their God-given office of pastor among God's people. But what about you? Paul writes, Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Pastors, as Timothy and Paul, are to carry out the Christ-instituted ministry among God's people so that they obtain salvation. So that none of the elect are lost. Now, I do have a different apple tree, but their apples ripen long before the fall is here, much earlier than Harrelson's, and the ones that made it, they're really nice. Well, not all of them. I picked one only to find out that it had been sampled already by the birds. A third of it was already eaten. Other times, you know, they got to pick the ones that are just about ripe, right? And then when they get ripe and you look at it, it's half rotten. Oh, and the squirrels? Well, they played, carried plenty away, leaving them half eaten all over the yard. Well, in the end, I ended up, yeah, with about only two plastic bags of good apples. The rest of them, lost. You know, as I thought about this text, Apples are a lot like pastors. There's good ones and there's bad ones. They can be sweet and encouraging the congregation and to the satisfaction of God's people. And then there are the sour ones who can spoil the work of any. And then there are those that are carried away by the concerns of everyday life like the squirrels, like the apples carried away by the squirrels. And people, like birds, can peck away at them, spoiling their ministry, Pastors have good days and we have bad days. You know, as I thought about it, if the fruit of the pastoral ministry depended on sinful pastors like me and all the rest, it's surprising that anything good can happen. We too are wasting away. So what does Paul do for Timothy? another sinner in the pastoral office. He points to Jesus. He says, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached by my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound in chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. It is through Jesus Christ that all circumstances, failings, and conflicts of personalities are overcome. Why? Because the Word of God is not bound. Pray for your pastor. Pray for all pastors. Encourage them to always keep their eyes on Jesus. 
Why is it so important? Paul's writes, for the sake of the elect, for you. Now, I want you to be self-serving. Paul wants you to be self-serving when it comes to this. Praying for and encouraging faithful pastors to keep their eyes on Jesus. Because you know what? As the pastor keeps his eyes on Jesus, you are more likely to keep your eyes on Jesus, right? As the leader goes, so does the congregation. So important that the Augsburg Confession would have these have it written so that we may obtain faith. The ministry of the teaching of the gospel and ministering the sacraments was instituted. For by the word and the sacraments, as through instruments, the Holy Spirit was given, who affects faith and when or when and where it pleases God for those who hear the gospel. The office of the ministry is to keep its eyes on Jesus. But what do you do with all the irritants and all the failings of your pastor or any pastor? Don't let them get in the way of seeing Jesus. At the end, if you turn your, to your bulletin on that middle epistle reading this morning, I want you to turn to the back of your bulletin and look at the epistle and see what it says as a comfort for all of God's people. You'll find it towards the end of that middle reading there in 2 Timothy 2. It says, the saying is trustworthy. If you're there, let's read it together. The saying is trustworthy for if we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Here is the good news for all who are listening today. If we are faithless, he, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. If you ever have a pastor who's being unfaithful, know that Jesus himself remains faithful. His word is still true. It is no different because of the failings of people. Maybe you've had some of those pastors. Don't let their unfaithfulness get in your way of your faithfulness to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is still faithful. That's not only true in regards to pastors, but it's in regards to Sunday school teachers, to parents, grandparents, grandchildren, children, any Christian. We all have an effect on others. That's why you're here today, isn't it? It's not just because of me. It's because you also have an effect on one another. You said I should have an effect on you. And primarily because of the Word of God. Don't let unfaithfulness ever get in the way, including your unfaithfulness. And that's why this morning the confession of your sins is so important.
because we're not letting our own unfaithfulness or the unfaithfulness of others get in the way. And our sins are forgiven and wiped away as if your sins are buried in the deepest sea or in a lake in Minnesota. Don't go fishing. Think about this in regards to your baptism. If you ever left the faith, became an unbeliever, a pagan, an atheist, your baptism is still valid. I am not saying that you're okay. I am not saying that you should not worry about hell. If you're an unbeliever, you need to be concerned for you have denied the blessings and the benefits of your baptism and will not receive any of its benefits. However, if the Lord calls you back and has called you back once again to Him and causes you to believe Him and His Word, the benefits are still there for you. You don't need to be rebaptized. Why? Because Jesus is faithful to that Word that was given to you in baptism. He cannot deny Himself or His Word. You know, maybe you're wondering why we said, why we sang, now thank we all our God as the sermon hymn, because that's usually the one that you sing for Thanksgiving, right? Well, the hymn has us pray there and keep his grace and guide us when perplexed. Some pastors perplex you. They make it difficult for us to be faithful, just as anyone could. However, I wanted you to sing now thank we all our God because Jesus is faithful to you. Now thank we all our God for the faithful pastors that have been faithful to you. Now thank we all our God for everyone, your parents, your grandparents, your children, anyone who has encouraged you to keep your eyes on Jesus. And if anyone or anything gets in the way, pray that the Lord would have us remember his promise that Jesus remains faithful. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.